Hey, nurse bosses. Welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Boss Shift, where shift happens. Well, if you've heard recently of the Florida nurse scandal, then you know that there were 7,600 plus nurses that paid $15,000 plus to receive a degree from a nursing school in which they did not attend. They then proceeded to sit for the NCLEX in which 30% of them actually passed without having any formal education. Now, while the scandal is alarming and pretty upsetting to us nurses who actually took the time to do the work and go through school and all the hard hours of studying and stress that it put on us, it also has deeper implications on the field of nursing altogether. How will we ever be trusted and respected as a profession when things like this keep happening? And it seems like every day there's a new nursing scandal on the TikTok. So tune in for this episode here. Dr. Jones and I discuss this Florida scandal incident and what we can do about it as nurses to really create the respect in nursing that we all desire. Tune in now. You don't want to miss this episode. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the Nurse Boss Shift, where shift happens. Ah, Crystal, you were missed. You were missed. I know. <laughs> I was so we sad to miss that interview. I know, but you were on to some great things. And before we get into today's topic, tell us about like where you were. I kind of gave them a little bit last week, but where were you and why did you miss the podcast? <laughs> uh, well, last week I was getting ready for Am Spa. I went to the Am Spa Medical Spa show in which I was on a panel of speakers and we spoke about diversity in aesthetics, uh, both for the practitioner. So diversity in hiring a diverse group of people um, in these med spas and also um, diversity in marketing. So better marketing with the the products, you know, they send us flyers and brochures with the same type of look of people. So we're just, you know, really advocating for a more uh, more diversity in testing through these companies mm-hmm. and then also diversity mm-hmm. in their marketing efforts because everyone wants to look and feel beautiful, not just one group of people. So everyone, regardless yes. of their ethnicity or racial exactly. group, it is so true. Yes, and so, so this is really good to kind of talk a little bit about because a lot of people are afraid to take a step because they don't know, they want to plan everything out. And so when they're not able to see all the steps involved or, you know, from A to Z, they're not willing to get from A to B. And so mm-hmm. is this something you ever saw yourself doing when you first started your lotion company? Because that's really mm-hmm. where your first A was, right? Yes, and now yes, this yes. is where you're at some years later. Did you see this as something you'd be doing? No, not at all. And I always say when you take the first step in business, your steps, your your path kind of is created for you. Um, And also just 
you know, as we talk about all the time, just reaching out, not being afraid to talk to people. You know, I went to the conference last year, heard some things that I didn't really particularly agree with. So I went to the owner and just talked to him. And then that led into this opportunity, which will hopefully lead into more speaking opportunities at the conference. So yeah, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and just talk to people. People are really nice. You don't have to be scared. And even, you know, little old me last year, I was injecting maybe all of a year. And then now I'm on a stage in front of 2000 people. So it's just about putting yourself out there and just not being scared. And it's business. So it's like whatever opportunity comes your way, just take it. So as you always have told us to commit first and figure the rest out later. So that's kind of what I did with this. Um, still working on doing, <laughs> doing that 100%, but it's never failed me. So I always have that in the back of my head. Yeah. And the thing about it is we just don't know what direction we're going to go. Imagine being held hostage by fake, by fake, by thinking you have to figure everything out before you take the first move. There are so many variables that you cannot control and you are planning for that. You are essentially putting the nail in the coffin for your entrepreneurial future, especially because there's so many things beyond your control. And um, imagine if you had planned out everything with your first business, you would not be on that stage because you would have been like, oh, I got to stick. I got to stick to what I'm doing. I got to stick to stay the course instead of being open to kind of being guided and led by like what you feel is the right thing, who you're surrounding yourself with, things like that. I feel like that is oftentimes overlooked. The value in that is Mm -hmm. oftentimes overlooked. Um, yeah, and I find a lot of or correlation between, you know, when we first started nursing and starting business, I think we forget, like we didn't know all the answers. We were so clueless when we first started. We had, we're re- you know, learning out of books, which was much different than real life. So it's like nurses are yeah. so scared. It is, I just think all that we've been through with nursing school and our nursing careers, like how could you be scared to start a business, you know? It's saying you're using money. We took out loans to go to college. There was was never any guarantee with that. So people are so scared to step out as if they haven't done it already when going to nursing school. Well, I think a good segue into into our main topic is uncertainty. (laughs) And uh, when you think you got something planned out, at least the process of becoming a nurse is usually pretty (laughs) typical. Yeah. Here we have the Florida nurses scandal with these nursing schools and um, today's topic. So um, I was like doing some research on it today and just like, you know, it's interesting because we are, there's a couple things I feel is happening First of all, I feel like there's a huge shift going on in nursing, like Mm -hmm. a huge like reset from everything we've known as nurses. But I also think a lot of our vulnerabilities are being exposed as nurse, Mm -hmm. as a a profession, right? The fact that someone can allegedly avoid all the background that they need, academic background that supposedly prepares us to take this exam. Mm. And some people, even though a small percentage of them, there were some people who passed. Yeah. What does that say about just the whole scheme of things? 
and everything right. that we have known as far as our profession that we, you know, high, held, hold in such high regard. Yes. Well, let's back it up for the people who have been under a rock and don't know <laughs> what has been going on. Right. So in Florida, um, it has been revealed that how many nurses was it? Um, um 25, but, uh, 25, 25 nurses, I believe they said actually passed the NCLEX. Is that right? Yeah. So there was a school, there were three schools in Florida. And there was more who were, went to be, right. Yes. Who were charging, um, $15,000, dollars 15 to $20,000 to uh-huh. give you allegedly uh-huh. <laughs> to, uh, to give, uh, uh-huh. these nursing, I won't even say students, but people were paying $15,000 to get credentials as if they went to nursing school so that they can sit for the NCLEX. Now, they said 30% of those who sat and took the NCLEX ended up passing. But I don't know if you read, I'm sure you read that the scores at the school were so low. That's what kind of started the investigation into it uh, because they had horrible scores clearly because they were just having people who paid for these degrees go sit for the nursing board. And now we have potential nurses who are employed working as nurses who never got any formal education. When I first heard the story, I thought, okay, maybe it was students who went through nursing school and couldn't pass the NCLEX and they were, passing them somehow, but to think that someone could skip all the education and training altogether mm-hmm. and try to sit mm-hmm. for this exam is absolutely mind blowing to me. Okay. So there were 25 people charged, not nurses. Okay. Those were the one that was a part of the whole scandal. So those 25 okay. who were charged were from, were in Florida, um, South Florida, and they charged them with wire fraud scheme. Um, and then there was they the from the combined schools there were seventy six hundred um, mm. fake diplomas that were given out and these were um, associate uh, degree pr- programs so this is the Operation Nightingale so it was, you know, um, and there was some people who passed the NCLEX though like <laughs> and so you know I haven't been very vocal about this because um, first of all I wanted to save it for the podcast but also. I have I have mixed emotions about it. Like I'm not pe- okay. Yes, they did wrong. There's no way around that. But it really does shine a light on. And this is about to be an unpopular opinion. Mm. Um, one of my biggest issues as a and this I'm gonna put them on my PhD hat for for just for just for the um context. You guys, I went to a traditional. school for my PhD in nursing, which really, really hammered in um, the value of us being viewed in the sciences as a profession Mm -hmm. and respected and how the inconsistencies within our profession Mm -hmm. and um, is is a, a huge factor into why we are not respected as other sciences. Mm-hmm. Also a reason we are not a part of STEM, right? Okay. Um, if you don't know, if people don't know what STEM is, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, right? And so we're not considered a STEM, even though we are science, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember, I, I told this story before, but one of my professors, I will never forget her. And, you know, I, we were talking about 
she she's of course phd already she was at this and i wasn't yet i was in school and um her position was that we just we we will never be respected until we can quantify our position in the profession like amongst other healthcare or science backed in uh, studies right and right. so this if you think about it there are so many different levels of education that one can take to achieve the same result in nursing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's not the same for a doctor. I don't Mm -hmm. care where they study in the United States. They have to take these prerequisites, which we have that, right? These set prerequisites in most cases, they, you know, give or take speech or something like that. But typically we, we, we have our set prerequisites. They have theirs, right? right? But medical school is four years. I don't care how you slice it or dice it. Mm-hmm. You're going to school for four years for medical school. With nursing, it has become so diluted. And I feel like that's why we are fighting so hard for our positioning. And it is a difference. If I go to school, am able to go to school for eight weeks versus <laughs> going to school for two years, For my Mm -hmm. master's degree, that is a huge difference and it is devaluing our profession. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that on top of what's happening in Florida, on top of the fact that we are now the the villain in a lot of a lot of people's eyes, nurses are um, the ick thing, like everything is just kind of coming at us and we need to step back and really own up to what's where we're at right now because that does matter like we're trying to especially as advanced practice nurses we want to fight for our autonomy and you know Mm -hmm. our positioning in this whole healthcare space and even as nurses our position as a part of the the team right the interdisciplinary team but if we have all these different levels of nursing nobody we don't have us anything standardized they would never let that happen for the physicians, not yeah. even for the PAs, right? Why is that the case with us? So go ahead. What are your thoughts on it? Mm, that's interesting because I never thought of it. <laughs> I never thought about yeah. that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There are so many levels um, and it almost just devalues us, like you said, to a trade. Um because you can mm-hmm. go to these quick routes um, yes. and, yes. And, and end up yes. with the same results. So I can see that why, why we are left out because we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to fight for our position and we are the backbones, but at the same time, it's like, we don't have the same level of respect because there are so many different, mm-hmm. but then we also talk about how they kind of use the degreed system as far as like oh you're an ADN you're a BSN you're an MSN prepared mm-hmm, nurse to mm-hmm, kind of pit mm-hmm. us against each other so yes it's like what yes. what do we do as a profession to fix this problem mm-hmm. problem right the first thing is we have to own up that we we have a lot of work to do <laughs> like yeah. we are not there is there's no standardization like how can we it is different right it, you think about it a nurse can come in as an Eight before it used to even be a diploma, right? Mm-hmm. Diploma. Maybe there are still a few boomers out there who are working who maybe diploma originally were diploma notes, so it was diploma, yeah. then yeah. associate's degree, 
bachelor's degree, master's degree, you know, if they're APRN or not, and PhD. But between the diploma all the way up to PhD even, as far as your license, there's mm-hmm. no deviation from practice unless you're in an AP, you're an advanced practice registered nurse. Think right. about that. Yeah. There are so many different levels, entry ways into nursing. There's not mm-hmm. that in a lot of these sciences. That's true. Other sciences. An engineer yeah, goes to school for the same amount of time. An engineer goes to school. That doesn't change. Yeah, a doctor, true. the same thing. That doesn't change. And so that is why when we are you know, trying to fight for our positioning, they're able to call us out on all of the inconsistencies within our profession. Because it's like, okay, there are some great nurses and nurse practitioners out there. But then mm-hmm. we got people, it's like, well... Is it that hard to be a nurse? Because even though there is a small percentage, there are some who actually yeah. pass the NCLEX. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be our one standard, yeah. standardization of the profession. And we know that we we know it's hard, though, right? We yeah. we know that NCLEX yeah. is no joke. Yeah. We know nursing school is hard. But if but if but and it goes and it speaks to the whole standardization as well. Mm-hmm. Because you have this test that you take after you finish school, they have the ATI and you know, HESI. and they were just what saying that the indicators. So, they were just saying that the NCLEX is so hard, they're going to think about redoing it, making it easier. Did you hear about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, before anymore. this hit the fan, uh-huh, they were. This. Yep. Uh, and and the truth of the matter is, I don't know that a school would have been able to get away with that if it were. A, a program for MDs. I, I yeah. really don't see how they would have been able to get away with it. Yeah. And they were able to with us. And so now you have these nurses who are, as of yesterday, I saw online, they were saying that they're not, because now they technically took and passed the test, right? Yeah. So where they're, where where the issue is, is that they didn't have the um, the education behind, like they didn't go to school, they didn't meet the prereqs, right. all of that, but they said and passed the test. And so now they're coming to them and saying, okay, well, you got to, you know, you have to surrender your license. And they're like, nope, they went and got an attorney. Mm. They went and got an attorney to represent them. Wow. And they're saying from their knowledge to their knowledge, it was a reputable program. And here's the thing. Is it up to them to find out if they are accredited and really follow up to make sure they're accredited? Is it up to them to make to make sure that the criteria that they have set before them is supposed is the same that's required from the BRN? Is it their job to do that? Now, was it, did they actually go through this program? Because- from my understanding of reading, they just went and paid. They didn't do because they if you didn't pay. do any school, yes. And so they're saying, "Well, hey, I thought this was the way this school oh, did the way it happened. <laughs> I yeah. thought I just paid fifteen grand, and and who can prove otherwise? Because again, there is not a lot of standardization, right. and so, the fact that you can get seventy six hundred people to pay fifteen thousand dollars." Surely says like I think he said it was a two hundred million dollars or a hundred yeah. million dollars. How much was it? I mean, a hundred million dollars, a hundred million, a hundred million dollars, and it really bothers me because the truth of the matter is, I'm playing devil's advocate, but 
the truth of the matter is we have worked so hard mm-hmm. for, you know, our, our profession, some harder than others, yeah. but we, we have definitely worked hard and, and I really hate this for us because mm-hmm. we know that this is going to lead to some changes, but it's going to get worse before it gets better for mm-hmm. us, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. now we are placed on defense. Yeah. This is not something that is just going to go away. Right. It really is something that's going to cause the powers that be, you know, all of the major nursing organizations to take a hard look at what we're doing. And it, and I, and I really hate it for us because we are a female dominated profession, right? That's another reason why they don't take us serious. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the, the leaders in these roles that are guiding the profession are, are women as well. And so we have to think of what is that going to look like for us in the future? You know, we're already broken and battered and bruised from COVID, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, we were broken, battered, and bruised before COVID, but before. COVID just amplified it. Yes. <laughs> so what is that going to look like for so, us? So do you think that as far as standard, that they should just raise it to what, like, all ADN entry, all BSN entry, or what would help so us here's to be... the... Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with nursing. We go along with the wind. We flow with the wind. Mm-hmm. We flow with the wind. Think about it. As soon as there's a shortage, think about... Yeah. You see, I've been a nurse for 15 years. Let's see, this is 2015 years. Think about when, about 10 years ago, how long you been a nurse, Chris? Mm-hmm. I've been a nurse for going on 12 years. And when I started, it was a short, okay, so it was, it was oversaturated. So it was like six, seven months to get a job at the time. Okay. So when you started, this is a good point. When you started bachelor's magnet status hospitals, mm-hmm. you had to, they wanted bachelor's degrees. If you had your ADN, you had to be within 18 months enrolled Mm -hmm. in a bachelor's program. Um, and you committed to that. You signed to a contract that you was going to at least get your bachelor's degree. The Institute of medicine came out with a report to Aris human. And they found out that patient outcomes based on this research were directly tied to the, um, academic level of nurses. And so all of a sudden it was like, Nope, you need to at least have a bachelor's degree. If you have an associate's cool, but get your butt in a bachelor's program within 18 months or we're not going to keep you. That was what was happening when you were hired. When I was hired 15 years ago, it was a free for all. Like Uh in 2000, in 2007, 2008, Mm -hmm. the market was about, the bubble was about to burst, but it had not yet. So it was like, all the frenzy about nursing. The average nurse was 40, was 55 years old and they're going to leave and retire. And we need all these nurses. So I had a job, I graduated in June. I had a job probably in March and then Uh I didn't even start. I delayed them until I believe September. So I had a secure job, took some time off, took some time with my NCLEX. Hadn't even taken it yet. It was a, it was great. Right. Right. By the time you came, that's when they were like, oh yeah, (laughs) at least a bachelor's degree that lasted for a certain amount of time. Yeah. What's happening now? Are they really tripping about the bachelor's degree anymore? No, no. They're not clearly not even tripping about any degree at all. 
because <laughs> how are people able to bypass it? So I think, I don't know if it's the associate degree level or not, but I mean, we have to look at the comparison when it comes to these other sciences. Mm-hmm. And what are they providing? Like, how are they able to have the consistency and keep it standardized? And why are we not? Even yeah. when times get hard, even right. when there is a shortage, allegedly a shortage, we still have to be consistent because our profession relies on, like, we're never going to be taken serious. And not, and when I say taken serious, I want people to understand that what that looks like for us, that looks like we don't have a seat at the table. That looks like there is no advancement. Like we're going to be mm-hmm. continue to be stuck in a a, a skill based position yeah. where we're and and that's not where we're trying to go. That's not the traje- trajectory we are trying to go in. But until we get some kind of consistency and like really mm-hmm. say like it, as a nurse, all these other like if you think about it um even for like say CRNAs now they're moving to the DMP right they mm-hmm. it's no longer just like you can get a master's degree they want you to have a DMP a lot of these other um advanced practice nursing uh specialties want DMPs right they're trying to elevate us but something's happening here in the part at the part of nursing where we are at the bedside. And that is what I believe is being manipulated by a lot of these healthcare organizations for right. their convenience. It's not for the betterment of us. Right. So um, I'm thinking that, you're, and you're absolutely right when times get hard and it's almost too how they treat us on the unit. I was just thinking about that when you were talking, how one minute is like a frenzy to make all these changes and then the next minute they don't care. And then- you know, like water at the nurses stations, like they care and then they don't Mm -hmm. care. So I absolutely agree that standardization uh, definitely needs to happen in order to elevate um, our career. Cause I never thought, you know, that about the different entry rates, but that makes so much sense when you say that, that other sciences, Mm -hmm. there's one standard and one standard only. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. that would be best for our profession. I mean, I do like the fact that nurses can enter in at an ADN level because of the monetary um, um, aspect of it. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what are we, what means more to us getting everybody in or having our profession upheld to the standard in which we fight so hard for it to be. Um, That's a tough one. Well, first, and and the thing is we have to be honest. Uh, Nurses were not, the whole profession itself was not created for us to be anything beyond caregivers. Yeah. That's it. Right. right Historically. Right. There's right? That part. And so that's why we have so many different levels. Doctors were inter came in, came in, come in as doctors. Right. Held in a high regard. Doctors. Yeah. Nurses come in as nurses. And now over the years, we have fought so hard mm-hmm. to get respect to obtain more independence and autonomy within our profession, right? It's taken years and years and years. And so that is why we have so many entry points because, mm-hmm. and that is why when you're in a batch, a ba- even a baccalaureate program entry level, um, is to, you got 
you get your training at the bedside. It's to mm-hmm. go to the bedside. Mm-hmm. And so ooh, that's why it's so difficult for us now and why we feel like we're kind of scratching and clawing because essentially this is where they want us at. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's there is a shift happening but how, what the outcome is going to be is going to be based on us. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all, but I will say. <laughs> okay, let's say this here. This is our podcast. <laughs> right. Right. But I, I will say, <laughs> and this may sound crazy, right? And for the listeners, you guys, we would love for you to comment yes. your opinion on this. But do you guys think it's a coincidence that we got all of this money during COVID? for travel, right? Nurses have been making even more than medical doctors in some cases. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars in one year, right? Just really get into the bag. And then now, you know, the pandemic starts slowing down. Now we're still demanding more. And I feel like it's it's intentional. Like, I feel like we are being set up. <laughs> like because of it's kind of like you know we were supposed to stay in our place right and the fact that we are trying to have a voice we are trying to mobilize on a national level we are demanding staffing ratios in states that they were okay with whatever they dished out to them they are demanding a livable wages locally meaning in the US but abroad in other countries I I don't think it's a coincidence. And I and you know, I understand that people think like this is the thing about social media. Everybody is so surface level. And mm-hmm. I'm deeper than that. I like I'm mm-hmm. always thinking like why everybody is looking over here, what's going on to the right? Why everybody's <laughs> yeah. looking to the right for the listeners. What's going yeah. on to the left? Yeah. Because that's really where the action is happening. So y'all focus on all the things that really don't matter. So much so that after it's, you know, the smoke is clear, y'all like, all right, that that part is over. What's next? Yeah. They didn't already robbed you of your dignity. They didn't already set you up, right? And we yeah. don't even see it because we've been so focused on what's going on to the right, which is what it is. Right. And mm. I don't think it's a coincidence, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that there is about to be a lot that's about to happen in the landscape of nursing. And if we do not find a way to come together and unify to be prepared for this, we that we are going to find ourselves on the you-know-what end of the stick mm. in all of this. I do. And Think why about do it. Nurses not- are getting more autonomy. Yeah. Nurse practitioners getting more autonomy in all the states, full practice authority. Mm-hmm. And then we have this, like we're fighting for our position. We're showing, the research has shown that we are able to help with these vulnerable populations, improve yeah. the health of communities and all of the value. And then we have this. It's like, oh, are you a Florida nurse now? It's- right. <laughs> Why are we so scared to just walk out and and to just hold strong on what we believe is it because we're all disjointed and some of us are with the cause and other of us don't really care why are we so scared mm-hmm. to stand up and you know because they try to get us and try to really play on our our heartstrings because we are female dominant of our patients need mm-hmm. us and if we don't do it no one else will it almost right. reminds me being that I do veteran disability work is 
you know, a lot of their motto is if I, if I won't do it, then who will? So that's why they're hurt, bruised, battered, and they just keep going and they just keep going. And it's almost the same with nursing. It's like, we're bruised and battered, but yet we keep going because they keep playing on our heartstrings that our patients need us in which they do. But then at what cause, how long do we keep putting up with that before we stand up for ourselves um, and yeah. get the, the due diligence that we deserve? You know, I, I truly think it's generational. You know, you got the baby boomers. That's You see them all over TikTok. Like, I have 50 patients. Uh-huh. All of them vented. Total care uh-huh. patients. You got them. We revel then in you that. Got, then, you, and then you got the generation the generation X, who is mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I balance it. I, I work, yeah. but, you know, I'm looking for a little bit more. I like the bedside, but I'm. those are the ones that may have worked their way up to, like, directors and, yeah. you know, charge nurses and things like that. Then you got the millennials. They're balancing like, okay, we're working, but like, I need work-life balance. I don't care what you're talking about. I'm not about to kill myself. And then you got these Gen Zs, which is all over TikTok, a day in the life, a day in the life, a day in the life. (laughs) So we all are at different points. I really love the Gen Zs. I ain't gonna lie. Because they go, say it again. I said, because they're not going to put up with it for too long. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So they are essentially redefining what nursing looks like. And, um, and, you know, social media is just, it's just help kind of shine a bright light on it. But um, I don't know because if we could ever come together on it, Chris, because Mm -hmm. of our differences generational differences. I feel like I'm like right in the middle. Like I'm, I'm like a Gen X plus a millennial too. So Uh like I get, my mom is a boomer. So I have some of her principles within me, but then also I am also like, I'm not about to work myself to death for y'all. It's not happening. I'll do it for myself before I do it for, for another company, you know? And so I don't know that we'll be able, because of this, first of all, I don't know if we, all collectively agree that mm-hmm. this is something that could lead to something really bad for us as a whole. I don't think people are even giving it. It's treated like another viral moment. Right. It really I is. Think, yeah. But the people who are <laughs> in the positions of power are not the Gen Z's as it pertains to our profession. Yeah. They're not. They're not Generation Z. So Generation Z um um can, you know, scream and shout and say what they're not going to deal with and decide to leave the profession and they're going to be an influencer, but it's still the boomers Mm -hmm. and the generation X's that are in those positions to shape our profession as a whole. And I think some too are still so blinded by the money that they throw at us. And that's another thing you were saying back to how they were given all this money during COVID. You know, there there are still those who work all those shifts and they just, you know, they're, they're driven by the money. So, you know, as long as the checks keep coming, then they can care less what the profession does or does, doesn't. They're just um, excited to be a part of a profession where they can hustle and make, make money. But, you know, for the rest of us who truly care about what this profession is, because yeah, it, it does feel like we were heroes, but now we're slowly with all these like viral moments happening. It's like, the profession is slowly yeah. getting diluted and and it's becoming something mm-hmm. ugly um, that yes. a lot of us a lot of us don't don't like. 
It is so true. And and honestly, <laughs> as ugly as this is, it too is just adding fuel to the the fire of what we already know is kind of happening in the space um, and in our profession. And so there, I feel like there's going to be a lot of change that's going to come in the next so many years. Um, States are definitely looking at like the board. When I say states, I mean like the BRNs of the states are definitely looking at how they can um, mitigate this type of stuff in the future. Yeah. Um, And they really, I don't, I don't know what it's going to leave for us to, for us to be honest. Um, (laughs) it, it, it really is unpredictable. But the bottom line is, you know, I don't, I just by the mere fact that they're not going after these nurses as hard as they should. If that was a doctor, they'd be in jail for assault for every mm-hmm. patient they touched mm-hmm. for nursing. It's just like, Oh, it's nursing care. Like, you know, they're nurses. They didn't, you know, they didn't Call cut a patient, <laughs> but like even if they started an IV, like, mm-hmm. and you were unqualified, that's assault. Like, you know, they should be held accountable. I agree that they should be held accountable because Absolutely. if not, who's to say it won't happen again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's medication they're putting into their bodies that they truly have no clue uh, what it could do or what it is. So I absolutely agree that they should be punished. They fire yeah. them at least? <laughs> were they able to find out? No, um, um, actually they were still working because technically... They are licensed. licensed. Like like what's happening in Georgia where they're telling them they have to give up their license and they're like, no, like I yeah. worked for this license. I took a test. The test said that I am a nurse. Yeah. The hospital that hired them, hired them based on their license. Yeah. Oof. And imagine in a time where there's a shortage. Yeah. Anybody right. with a pulse and a license can get hired as a nurse <laughs> for the most part when it's like this because everybody wants to travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Chris. That's I don't know. Scary. This is just one of those one of those times where I, I definitely know we, we're going to have to find a way to really come together and um, be honest about some of the things that that need to change in our profession and really work diligently to make that happen because I don't care, you know, if you are where you, what your level is of nursing, if at any point you decide to leverage your license and be able to become an entrepreneur, if you're trying to do that with your license, you know, you don't want to be questioned or to feel like, Mm -hmm. or to be treated as if they're suspicious of you, you know, we don't want that for ourselves. We got to, stand strong on the fact that unequivocally we all are qualified. You know, we have to have that. We have to unanimously agree on that. And I don't know what that looks like, but we definitely have to. I agree. I don't know. This has been a a, a sombering uh, podcast today. I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to talk about it. (laughs) It's a nursing hot topic. So we had to, talk about it and you know at least bring awareness that's been my word for the last week Uh, bring awareness to 
um, to these topics so that, you know, people can start thinking um, about ways that they can change the profession, make it better, and what we can all do to advocate for standardized, um, a standardized um, way mm-hmm. to have our profession being treated mm-hmm. with dignity mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. to stop scandals like this. This is, I mean, this is, this is absolutely horrible to think that somebody mm-hmm. could be brave enough, have the enough, I want to say the balls to, uh, to act like a nurse and to sit for this test for this test and to yeah. treat patients. That's the mm-hmm. thing that that's so scary. Um, you know, we hear about those, those people who go to hospitals and fake like they're a nurse, you know, it's a one-off quote unquote crazy person who might do that. But to think that mm-hmm. 7,600 mm-hmm. people were willing to pay $15,000 plus to even have that money. First of all, that's what a lot of people were saying. To even have $15,000 to pay um, towards a fake nursing degree, thinking that they can even pass the test. Um, wow. That's yeah. All I can't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, it is, it is absolutely astonishing. And I think it just, it just shines. Like I said, it just shines a bright light on, we got to do better. Um, yes. And even just the inconsistencies across the state, the, 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 the fact that the schools knew to send them to certain states where they could most likely practice, mm-hmm. like there is too much differentiating factors statewide like no there it needs to be consistent you know and that's why they're finding these loopholes in these states so yes you guys so again listen we were talking about the florida nurse scandal chris and i felt that it was important for us to come on and give our perspective on it and honestly we haven't talked about it until uh, today yeah. um, as far as our views on it. And I feel like um, there's going to be more that's going to come out in the news. And, you know, if that happens, of course, we are going to talk more about it. You guys yes. know, normally we talk all things nurse boss, um, yeah. but this could affect nurse bosses potentially because sure. we are leveraging in most cases our nursing license, which right. some people got illegally. And that is not okay. <laughs> right changes the game for us so um so yeah so we just wanted to to give our our input on that and you know kind of shed some light on it if you guys have a fellow nurse which i know you do bestie nurse boss someone in your network who you know could receive a lot of value from the nurse boss shift feel free to provide our link or tell them to subscribe or discuss what today's topic were um that would be great (laughs) yes so on that note chris any any last words before we head out nope that is all that is all for now all right ladies and all right ladies and gentlemen this nurse boss shift was sponsored by true savvy that is Chris and my IV hydration training um, mentorship program where we help nurses and nurse practitioners start their own IV hydration businesses in 60 days flat. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did and most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social 
You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.